Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. We've got a great topic today. Uh, if you have had the chance to watch on Netflix, The Social Dilemma, uh, you're going to be really curious to see what uh, Dr. Rhoda has to say on the subject. And if you haven't had the opportunity yet, um, certainly, if at all possible, it is worthy of watching. At the very least, it will uh, prompt discussion and certainly awareness of an awful lot of views. And so I'm going to turn it over at this time to Dr. Rhoda. Okay, thank you, Professor Marty. So, yeah, we have both recently watched this documentary on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. So the premise, there are several people who have all been involved in the startup of many of the large social media platforms. They have engineers from Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and these were like the guys on the ground floor. They were getting it going. And they basically come together and discuss their concerns over the effects that the platform is having on society. And just kind of, it's... Um, it's not, I don't think it's there to like, their intent is to scare anybody. They just want people to be informed of, of how these operate and why things are changing the way they're changing. And what caught my attention when I was watching this is yeah, these are big names in the tech industry. Yeah. And like there really is no incentive for them to share this information, except that they think that it's really worthy to think about. And like you said, yeah, some of the unintended consequences yeah. they didn't foresee. And I think it's a good lesson for all of us. There's so much good in decisions we make, and yet there are also residual effects as well. Yeah, that's an excellent point. So basically what they're telling us is the way these platforms are structured, their goal is to have as much of our attention as possible. That's how they make money, is if we're there clicking on things, liking things, posting things. Uh, the bells, the dingers, the ringers, the banners, all of those are attempts to get you to look at your phone and to click on their app and log in and start spending some time there. Because the longer you're logged on their app, the more revenue they generate and the more things you click on. So it's all based on a financial model. They're in business to make money. They're not doing it to be sinister. They're not doing it intentionally to change how our mind works. It's how they make money, but it is changing how our minds work. So they also discuss how it's contributing to the divisiveness in our country. Again, they're not trying to intentionally polarize us, but the more opinionated we are, the more we support one extreme view over the other, the more their system generates money. And so I just thought this would be kind of an interesting experiment. And so I had uh, my wife and, and, and kids take out their cell phones and type in the exact same word in the search engine mm -hmm. and... Absolutely. I mean, the algorithms that they use, it's customized to what they think you want to hear. And so then you point out, okay, like we're all looking at the same word, but look, I, I mean, very, different, look, pieces of very different pieces of information. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's neat. You did that. Just as it impacts, you know, it's, it's, it causes division amongst people, amongst families, amongst our country. And there again, that's, they're not trying to be sinister. It's just, that's their model. And it also impacts our attention and our ability to focus and concentrate. And if it's doing that for us, I know it does it for me, it's also doing it for our kids. It is literally rewiring our brains and how they, how they work. 
But with young people, I'm even extra concerned because it's also impacting their self-worth. Um, they can get 75 likes, but if they get one harsh comment or one negative opinion, that outweighs all of those positives. And they really demonstrate that and how it works. Um, and people are much more likely to give harsh comments and opinions through a social media platform than they are face-to-face. -face. This makes me extra nervous because there's some research out recently by the Barna Institute, and for years and years, as long as they've been tracking uh, this, so going back to the, the great generation, the baby boomers, the Gen Xs, the millennials, when you ask, where does your, uh, how do you get your worth? Where does that come from? Uh, what are your values, your worth? Um, faith and family have been in the top three. Identity, I guess, would be a better way to put it. Where your identity, to, uh, and and faith and family have been in the top three. With our new Gen Zs, faith and family are five and six. The number one place where they're getting their identity, their sense of worth, is from their accomplishments. So if they have people ripping on their accomplishments that they're so, that they post on, it just you know that's that's a moving target for what their self worth and identity is, and it's making very insecure, very anxious young people. And, and to that point, it, it is really a sad reflection on where we're at when you go to any site and there's uh, comments for public opinion mm -hmm. below it. Mm -hmm. And so you tell yourself, oh, that's inappropriate, it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate. And yet it's positioned in an area where you've been trained to, to look. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it's really mm -hmm. uh, what you said with with really the art of keeping people engaged on the screen through many different methods is, is playing out very, very much real time. Yeah. So what do we do about this? So I would encourage you to watch this. If you have Netflix, uh, watch this with your family. I'll watch it by yourself. Uh, several of the designers said that they do not let their young children have screen time on small devices at all. None. Zero. Like no phone, no iPad, uh, none of that. And a couple of them mentioned that their kids really can't even be on social media sites until they're high school age. So they're just really kind of protecting their kids. They don't want their young children exposed to, to what they know is the, the smoke and mirrors behind the screen. Uh, I personally did an experiment. I put my phone on silence for a couple of days, and I did not carry it on my body or ever set it like right next to me. It was always several feet away from me. Professor Marty, I couldn't believe how much better my concentration was and my focus was and how much more I got accomplished when I wasn't hearing dings and rings and seeing banners pop up and flash and vibrates and buzzes. It made a remarkable difference. So you're hearing it firsthand. Dr. Rhoda watched it. She mm -hmm. tried this. This were the These were the results. So I have to ask, um, initially were you agitated? You know, or it, not really. It wasn't too bad, and I, I was concerned because you can put a th uh, you can look depending on what phone you have, it tracks like how many times you pick it up, how much time you spend on it. And I don't think I'm a person that's constantly on my phone. Like when I go out to the restaurant with somebody, you know, you see people and everybody's sitting. I'm not that kind of user, but I'm using my picking up using my phone over a hundred times a day. Wow. And the thing is, it's it's I'm doing it always when somebody else wants my attention, not when I necessarily want to give them my attention. You know, I'll see a banner flash across the street, screen and I'll pick it up to see what it is. Well, I was in the middle of something else. Do I really need to know right then when they, you know, at that time? It's like I'm letting them decide what I see when I see, as opposed to me deciding what I'm going to look at. So uh, because it's that time of the year um, with uh, voting, et cetera, coming up, mm -hmm. uh, and even during any other time, I mean, my text messages with yeah. the beeps have been 
incessant. Like yeah. if I I counted last night and yeah. I'm like, every time you're distracted, as you have often said, your yeah. brain has to refocus and that all takes time, which is diminishes yeah. productivity, creative creativity, all those things. And I found that even if the phone is just sitting near me and I tell my students this, you know, put it in another room and I find that I'm much more able to concentrate on uh, for a limited amount of time and get work done if the phone isn't even on the same desk or table where I'm at. You tried something with your son, right? So my, my wife and I talked about, uh, about this and you know, we looked at different options. You just take it away. That's really not advised. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of looked at it and the takeaway from the, the film was it's kind of a, a form of an addiction. Mm-hmm. So our philosophy is how do we slowly wean um, our kids mm-hmm. off it? Not that they can't use it, but mm-hmm. so not that. So so we've done a couple things, okay? Um, the phone now for, for one of my sons has to stay upstairs, okay? It, and that gives some parameters because it's too easy to just disappear downstairs like to the basement, and, and where to they the hang basement out, where they uh, hang out, and mm-hmm. and and be 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 captured into all the things, the the, the dings, and and mm-hmm. all the other things. I mean, it's it's they know what they're doing. Tech mm-hmm. industry knows what they're doing to keep your attention, and so then we also have set uh, a hard and fast rule: at eight o'clock, it's over. Mm-hmm. Okay, now mm-hmm. we're starting this out. You know, he's involved in, in sports, et cetera. So he gets home 5 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We eat. So, really, we have hopefully creatively limited that window quite a bit by saying, hey, 8 o'clock, that's it. Mm-hmm. Now, the hard thing, I'll be honest with you, I, I believe in modeling. So, mm-hmm. I said, okay, we're asking you to do this, or maybe telling you to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Boy, is that difficult. You know, yeah. it's super easy for me as a dad to say, hey, you have to use it less. Mm-hmm. And then you start realizing, wow, I really have the same addiction to a degree. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's our approach. Yeah. I think uh, initially, you can imagine, adolescent uh, they they take things internally, process it, and tend to come to conclusions uh, way off the spectrum on one side or the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless to say, I mean, he he was not initially happy. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. He was not happy. Uh, but you know, we were just talking about this, and I, I think we're making progress. Good. And I, I think it's prompting uh, genuine conversations with uh, with his other brothers at home where he would uh, otherwise be out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. uh, playing a game. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, so as I mentioned, there's a way to check on your phone to see how much time you're using it. Uh, you can Google how to check it based on your type of phone. Uh, most smartphones have some sort of tracking utilization device, and it can really be eye-opening. So I would just encourage you to take a look at that and just kind of see, um, be aware. Uh, technology is a beautiful, beautiful blessing, but I want to make sure that I'm managing it. I don't want it to be managing me and running my life and deciding what I think about and when I think about it. So. Um, If you'd like to learn more about this, I just highly encourage you uh, to watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Our goal on Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five takeaways from today's episode. Uh, The first takeaway is being reminded that children today, adolescents today, often find their self-worth in accomplishments and that, that's been a change from the past. So awareness of that. 
Uh, number two, real practical. Try silencing the phone, your phone, encourage your kids for a day. Just start there one day to see, see what happens. Uh, number three, uh, so important, model your expectations. If you expect your kids to do that and they see you engaged in your phone 24-7, it's just really a hard stretch to ask them through their eyes to, to, to not use it. Um, number four is a bonus because this came up after the episode, but really, really important. Uh, the challenge for you is to check your social media site once a day. And what boy, we would love to hear uh, you know comments to, to see how this all plays out. So that's the bonus. And number five, really the frame of mind needs to be I'm managing technology as opposed to letting technology manage you. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comments section of our website. May your week be blessed.